1: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
0: It's Goat City. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, on your smart speaker, on the ESPN app, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 3776 Breaking news just moments ago, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, has been fired this morning. Joseph Fortenbaugh. Good day, sir.
2: Not a good day. Not a good day. We're gonna get there. It's it's Handman decided to turn the sound in this studio up to Metallica-like levels. You're trying to intro the show. I cannot tell you what it was like in this room. It yeah. was it was like one of those scenes you see at the beginning of um Zero Dark 30. <laughs> where they're torturing the guy with the music and the lights. The place was just going, I, 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 it, okay. Woosah, deep breath. Yeah. Big day. Big day. Lots to get to. Launch of ESPN bet. More oh on that Lord. in a little bet. We're going to be betting you know what, betting our you know what off on this show. But yeah, to your news, Ken Dorsey acts as the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Does this leave us a surprise at all to anybody? expectations sky high in Orchard Park this season. You go back a few years ago when this all started for the Bills, 2019. They go to the playoffs, wild card loss to the Texans, but they're on to something. Following year, AFC Championship game, they lose in Kansas City, 38-24. Then the divisional round loss against the Chiefs in one of the greatest football games of all time, 42-36 overtime. Lose last year at home, divisional round to Cincinnati, fine. But expectations sky high. And after what happened in that game last night, It is no surprise whatsoever. Desperate times start to call for desperate measures. Whether or not Ken Dorsey's the actual problem right now with the Bills is irrelevant. Something had to happen. Somebody needs to wake up the locker room. Somebody needs to wake up everybody up top to try to get this thing back on track because this season has gone sideways in a hurry, Carlin. And you called this at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah. This has been a disaster. The Bills are not a very good football team. They're exceptionally flawed in many ways. Their defense took major hits when it came to injuries, but their offense gives the football up entirely too much. Look, the the fumbles from James Cook, that's one thing. But what Josh Allen continues to do has nothing to do with Ken Dorsey because it happened when Brian Dable was here, and he was the offensive coordinator. Again, these numbers are so staggering that they bear repeating when it comes to Josh Allen. Since he came into the league, he has 94 turnovers since the beginning of 2018. 94 turnovers. Joe, Josh Allen is so much more concerned with making the incredibly unlikely heroic play as opposed to protecting the football and that is not a winning formula for a quarterback and that's why the bills are in the position that they are this window that has been closing the guy who has been closing it joe and slammed it shut last night is their quarterback joe think about this for a second i'm going to th- i don't love to throw a ton of numbers at you but that one was so startling it makes me want to give you another one, but just two other names to go with it. Through his first 87 games of his career, 94 turnovers. You know who he ties with that? I don't think I want to know. Blake Bortles and Joey Harrington.
2: Yeah, I did want to know. most
0: turnovers in their first 87 games of their That's career.
2: not good company. Both no. fine individuals. Both fine individuals, but not good company to keep as we know how those careers went
0: not, Ooh. listen, Joe, I, I, I get it. And you're right. Somebody's head was going to hit the chopping block. And certainly it's not going to be the quarterback. And right now it's not going to be Sean McDermott. But I have a feeling at the end of the year when the Bills don't make the playoffs, as I've been telling you all along, McDermott's going to be the guy that's going to be in some real trouble.
2: More than anything else, the Bills have a discipline, discipline problem. That's the issue right now for the Bills. They have a discipline problem. There's two stats I've always said, two stats that point to discipline. These are discipline stats turnovers, which you already brought up, and penalties. If a team is sloppy in those two departments, they lack discipline. Those are discipline stats. Right now, the Bills have committed 18 turnovers this season. That is second most in the NFL. They have committed 65 penalties this season. That's sixth most in the NFL. They are severely lacking in the discipline statistics. Conversely, you look at a team like Pittsburgh. We make our jokes about how Pittsburgh has been outgained in every Game They've played this season and that while they're winning, you know, it all come crashing down in the playoffs. I've been saying that over and over again, but the reality is a very disciplined football team. They protect the football. If you look at their turnover margin, it's one of the best in the NFL this season. They don't commit a ton of penalties. They play disciplined football. And when you play disciplined football, when you're disciplined in your day-to-day life, you're giving your chance of, uh, yourself a chance of success. Buffalo is extremely sloppy. They come out last night. They fumble on the first play of the game. Now everyone immediately points to, well, that's James Cook's first fumble of the year. How can you sit him down and bench him? All right, fine. Don't bench him. But you can't start a game like that on Monday night. No. That is a game against the Denver Broncos you have to have. You have to have that game coming off that loss in Cincinnati. You fumble to start the game. Not good enough. Josh Allen throwing interceptions all over the place. Not good enough. And then at the end of the game, when you finally, finally put yourself in a position to win, the defense collapses on itself, which is supposed to be McDermott's specialty. Dorsey's head rolls today, but it looks like McDermott's is going to go in the future because this is an undisciplined football team.
0: It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Here's the other problem. It's not just Ken Dorsey. Did you catch what Trayvon Diggs is tweeting?
2: Oh, boy, yeah.
0: About his brother, about Stefan Diggs. Trayvon, of course, the Cowboys, and his brother is Stefan. And he tweeted last night, man, 14, as in his brother, has got to get up out of there. And then this morning he posted, let's not forget he, as in Josh Allen, didn't start going off until Bro got there, until Stefan Diggs got to Buffalo. A, not wrong. B, I thought the little problem between Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen was over with and that was all history. No, 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 no. This is the other thing that's coming, the explosion. You know the explosion's coming.
2: Yeah, this is only going to get worse because if we didn't have prior history with Stefan Diggs having issues with his team, that would be one thing. But that's what ended in, in Minnesota. It ended poorly in Minnesota, and it led to the trade with Buffalo, and now it's not going well in Buffalo either. And when you're losing, all this stuff rises to the surface. He can't say it, but his brother can say it. And we look back to the summer – when these two had some sort of issue going on that no one could get to the bottom of, and then everyone said it was fine. Now it's all gonna boil back up. That that this is there's gonna be a lot of talk today about the future of the Buffalo Bills. The immediate future of the Buffalo Bills is is in peril right now because they yep. are undisciplined, they lack leadership. It's all coming apart at the seams, and the schedule the rest of the way features a game against New England that should be easy to win and a bunch of other games that are going to be very difficult to get by. This is going to be – I'm not saying a full-on reset's coming for the Bills, but this is going to be a very trying offseason. If Diggs is smart and he wants out, play it cool so that the team has some leverage. Try to find a way in which – Buffalo can get something in return, but I don't see that happening. I think it's going to get very contentious very early.
0: Well, explain to me how they're getting to the playoffs right now. They're 5-5 five and five in the AFC. They've got the Jets at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, the Cowboys at the Chargers, Patriots at Miami.
2: The number you have to get to is 10. Where are they getting to 10? I don't see it. Look at at who they're going against. (laughs) Listen to the teams you mentioned. Pittsburgh's a perfect example. Again, Pittsburgh doesn't wow anybody, but they show up to play. They're focused. They're disciplined. That's the thing. They find ways to win late. Like, I'll take Pittsburgh lacking the talent on offense over Buffalo any day of the week right now. Because at least I know Pittsburgh's going to give me an effort. Buffalo, you can't count on them giving you an effort. You can't. You can't count on them showing up ready to play. Because we've seen so many times this season, they are not ready to play. McDermott did not have them ready to play last night. It was a huge problem. That explains
0: right out of the gate the fumble. Like, when you see that, that's a major uh uh-oh moment. You might think, oh, they only give up a field goal. Then a few minutes later, uh, Allen throws what should have been another pick if the uh, defensive back could get his foot down in bounds. Like, that was another irresponsible play that didn't happen. And... They, they just can't get out of their own ways. Like, Mike Tomlin will cut off his right arm and beat you to death with it to win. Yeah. Right? It's not going to be pretty, but that team is never not going to be ready. This is a complete mess all the way around, and I cannot fathom, Joe. Like, even me, who told you at the beginning of the year they weren't going to make the playoffs. But from where they were at 3-1 and one, to where they are now at 5-5, five and five, They now have a one-in-three chance of making the playoffs. Carlin, percent. they've
2: got the same record as the Raiders. That's that's everything you need to know right now. The Bills have the same record as the Raiders. The Raiders, by the way, for those who forgot, were the first team in the NFL to fire their head coach this season.
0: Oh, God. Oh, Joey, you know what it's time for. We got it every single segment. today. Today is the
1: launch of ESPN Badge. Are you ready? I'm ready. So it's wager time. Big
0: business, cash money.
1: On Carlin versus Joe.
0: You're damn right it is. And guess what? My first wager of the day is going to be. What's that? Whether or not the Bills make the playoffs. Right now, Joe, ESPN bet Bills are plus one eighty to make to say yes they will make the playoffs. Minus two fifteen to say no. That number is not low enough for me to walk away from it. Okay. I am on the Bills minus 215 to miss the playoffs, and I will be sleeping quite comfortably tonight on that number.
2: Those of you in the following 17 states, welcome to the experience that is ESPN Bet. It launches this afternoon. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. Welcome aboard. Every segment today, it's either Carlin, myself, Evan Wilner, or the Handman. We're laying out bets the entire show. ESPN Bet launches today. You can download the app. Let's get to work. Let's make some money, to quote Bobby Axelrod. Paraphrase Bobby Axelrod, because he used some profanities at the end of the series finale, which you and I actually have never discussed. We haven't. We still need to break that down. Yeah, I think we do at some point. Ken Dorsey being
0: fired by the Bills this morning. That is your breaking news today. But it might not be the only in-season coaching change in the AFC East. Oh, We get to that in moments. Carlin versus Joe shot out of a cannon on ESPN radio.
1: This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on
2: ESPN radio.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle
1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert.
2: Pizza, pizza. Huge rookie mistake. Took a big bite of food right before we came back from what the What are you
0: doing? Huge rookie mistake. You want me to filibuster here for you while you
2: clear no, your throat? No, you're not, it was some
0: chewy breakfast spitting, bar, too. I was going to say, you're not spitting panini all over the place? No, just a...
2: Who has a panini? Well, yeah, I guess it's twelve seventeen.
0: I used to be daily panini for lunch.
2: Big panini guy. Didn't like, uh, you'd panini. go somewhere and order it, or would you pack it and bring it in? Oh, I wouldn't pack
0: it and bring it in. There was a When I worked in New York City every day... I would go, same place, order, same thing, chicken fajita panini, little chipotle aioli, and bang, outstanding. Lunch. Five days a week, huh? Uh, at least four. At least <laughs> I'm a guy that when I get into a groove... We're rolling for a while.
2: (laughs) Carlin is Mike Tomlin. He's going 500 every season. Might not always win the Super Bowl, but he's not going to swing and miss all that often.
0: In the meantime, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that chicken
2: wrap. (laughs) Pizza money in celebration of ESPN Bet launching today in 17 states. We are going to begin with some action, ladies and gentlemen. Western Michigan plus five at Northern Illinois. This is a special one because ESPN Bet will be launching in both the states of Illinois and Michigan. We like Western Michigan plus the points for a couple of reasons. Maction has not been good to Northern Illinois this year. Two Maction games. They were a favorite of six and a half or more in both those games. They lost them both outright. They can't defend the run. Here comes Western Michigan. They love to run the ball. And in Maction this year, 2-0 and straight up. 2-0 and against the spread. Love the fact that we're getting five. Think it's probably going to dip. Pizza money number one, Western Michigan plus the five over Northern Illinois. And Zappi fakes he fakes a crocking of the ball. He fires it upfield, picked off by the Colts.
1: Intercepted by Rodney Thomas. Bailey Zappi trying to get cute. He faked blocking the ball. He's trying to catch the Colts off guard. Then threw a laser over the middle, but it was picked off and snatched up by Rodney
0: Thomas. Boy, that was a sight to behold, wasn't it? That's 1070 the fan in Indianapolis. Holy cow. What a debacle! Are you kidding me with that? It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN radio on Sirius XM channel 80. We're presented by progressive insurance. It leaves us all asking the question that, by the way, we were talking about in week one, week two, week three with Bill Belichick and where this leads him and his future. Joseph, we need everybody to be a part of the Carlin versus Joe Nation at the Dr Pepper call-in line at eight 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 say ESPN 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr Pepper, the one fans deserve. You can get in on whether or not Belichick should be fired during the season and the Patriots should make that change, which I do not see happening. Look, things are really. Bad. This is a bit of a curveball. During the season, I don't see it happening. Oh, during the season, yeah. At no. the at the end of the season, I think it's a lock, and I think it has been for a while. I think Bill's going to get tired of this. I think clearly Kraft is tired of it. I mean, th- there was... I mean, it was the only word to use on for the look on Kraft's face the other day with that big puffy coat on <laughs> over in Frankfurt. That was a great coat. Yeah. Disbelief. Like, he couldn't believe what has happened to his franchise, and how bad it has gotten and how quickly it has happened.
2: All these things come to an end, all of them. I remember as an Eagles fan when the Andy Reid tenure came to an end. It was tough, but everyone kind of understood. And no one really blamed Reid. Everyone just realized you were getting far away from what you were at one point. Uh, Mistakes had been made with personnel here and there. You know, it's not to put it on anyone specifically. It was just an organization that reached a low point. And at that point, you need to make some sort of change. And the change was Andy Reid was leaving. And you've seen what he's done in Kansas City. His resume speaks for itself. He's an all time head coach, as is Belichick. But the time has come. This era of his life has passed him by. The Patriots don't do anything well. Nothing. They're 31st in scoring this year, they're 23rd in scoring defense. They're not developing a young quarterback well at all. Belichick's hirings have been suspect at best um, last year with Joe judge and Matt Patricia coming back to run the offense. Two guys that don't run offenses running the offense. All of it's been bizarre. The draft picks aren't hitting. The hirings aren't hitting. The offense isn't doing well. The defense isn't doing well. The further they get away from Brady, the worse they are. They're bottoming out right now as a two win team. That is just an absolute disaster. The entire, every sign you could possibly imagine is there. Writing's on the wall. Let it go to the end of the season because what are you going to do now, right? You're not going to change anything now. Get to the end of the season. Give Belichick the opportunity to go out on his own. Find another job. Reboot the whole thing. We don't need to discuss anything else here. Get rid of Mac Jones. Get rid of the whole thing. Jones is an absolute disaster of a quarterback.
0: Oh, my God. So painful to watch. And then Bailey Zappi's not much better. I, that whole sequence at the end of the game, I couldn't get over. Here's Adam Schefter, of course, ESPN senior NFL insider, on countdown the other day regarding Belichick's future.
1: We're talking about the quarterback, and that's the short-term discussion. But a running along a parallel track is the larger, much more significant conversation about Bill Belichick's future in New England. They are now at a point in the season where, where the season has slipped away from this franchise, they're in a position that they're not used to being in. And everybody agrees that at some point after the season, if not sooner, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are going to have some long, hard discussions that nobody knows where that's going to lead to. But the question is up in the air, would they be here were it not for the quarterback position? So that brings us back to your conversation about the quarterbacks while other people wonder about the relationship between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick.
0: Well, look, I mean, you can... My biggest quibble, if I was Belichick, is not even, or if I was Robert Kraft, is not even that he's gotten the quarterback wrong. It's that he's been consistently bad at drafting players. Consistently bad. Like they are hitting less than 50% on their big draft picks over the last 10, 12 years. And when you don't have Brady as the ultimate deodorant to cover up that stink, Joe, that's a problem. Because now the Patriots have atrocious bo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nicely done there. That's Thank the way. You. That's one way you can land the. And plane. you know what?
0: That just came out of
2: nowhere. Just right up here. Right up here. Right up there in the old noggin. So yep. here's what we've got. If you're Robert Kraft, you're going to reset this whole thing. I would be looking. This is just what I'm going to throw out there. I know you've thrown Mike Vrabel out there. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I think the name everyone needs to be watching, especially after what we saw this weekend, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson of the Detroit Lions. I mean, that Mm. offense is humming, humming right now. He had a shot last year to jump. He didn't. He wanted to stay for another year. He's got Jared Goff playing great football. Conversations about whether or not he's an MVP. Like the way we used to laugh about Jared Goff and the fact that you can actually make a case that he should be in the MVP conversation. Detroit's winning games. The offense was unstoppable on Sunday. That's a coach you should be looking at. And currently right now, you have the number three overall pick. The most important game of the season for two franchises is coming up. The Giants are 2-8. and They currently own the two pick. The Patriots are 2-8. They currently own the three-pick. Those two teams meet Sunday, November 26th. The Patriots are on the bye this week, and then they are in New York to play the Giants on Sunday, November 26th. Can you see any reason whatsoever why either team would be trying to win that game? No. No. The team that wins that game is making a huge mistake because the number two spot gets you Drake May if Caleb Williams goes number one overall. And Drake May just had a great game this past weekend against Duke. The Giants
0: may go sign a guy out of Don Bosco to play quarterback for him this, <laughs> for that game. Like Tommy
2: DeVito might be too skilled to play that game. You you have got to lose that game. The winner of that game is making a horrible mistake. There is no reason to go into that game and even think about winning it. Two and eight, the you lose the rest of the way out. The team that loses that game gets the number two pick. Worst case scenario. Alright Joseph Today
1: is the launch of ESPN Badge Are you ready? I'm ready So it's wager time
0: Big business Cash money
1: On Carlin versus Joe
2: Alright we had the pizza money Yeah so to recap This is just recapping the pizza money here? Yes Alright we're going to action Because uh, you know our strong. communication strong. Communication's been a little off today, but we'll get better, we promise, throughout the course of the show. Western Michigan plus the five over Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois struggling in action this year. 0-2 straight up, 0-2 against the spread. They were favorites of 6.5 or more in both games. They struggled to stop the run. Western Michigan wants to run. ESPN bet launches today in 17 states. Two of those states are in this game. Illinois and Michigan. Western Michigan plus the five over Northern Illinois.
0: Love it. Breaking news this morning, the Bills firing Ken Dorsey.
1: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better.
2: Carlin versus Joe
1: on ESPN Radio.
2: Indeed, our friends who have requested Joe, well, Carlin's out, so they're getting Joe Fortenball whether they like it or not. That's right. Joe Fortenball is going to tell you about Indeed. Wally Pip wants to take a day off. (laughs) Lou Gehrig stepping in.
0: Well, Lou's back on the bench today,
2: (laughs) (laughs) isn't (laughs) he? This this version of that story is going a slightly different way.
0: (laughs) Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. How about this? I just saw this tweet from Seth Wickersham, and it is just, it, it's is just—it's one of those facts that is just out there, but you don't consider it, and you're like, holy crap. Think about this for a second. The same Broncos defense that gave up 70 to the Dolphins just ended the tenure of Josh Allen's offensive coordinator.
2: <laughs> oh my Very, God. Well Very, Very well said. Very well said. I mean, that team, we haven't talked about it much. We'll get to it, but Denver has gotten steadily better throughout the course of the season that's what coaching does they truly have let's bring
0: in Jeff Saturday ESPN NFL analyst joining us right now Jeff it's Chris and Joe we appreciate it as always what does firing an offensive coordinator at this point in the season do
3: well McDermott I'm sure is hoping that it uh the focus is on limiting turnovers you know when you think about uh, last night and two of your turnovers basically led to six points with a team having to you know they ran they, they got the ball they moved it six yards I think on one of the drives and nine yards on the other and still came away with six points so um, you know from a defensive coach who who's now calling the defensive uh, calls giving up those points is definitely frustrating uh, so you're, you're thinking man Josh Allen he's He's the reason, right? He's the reason why you're a contender every year, but he's also the reason why, uh, you know, you're, you're losing ball games because he's turning it over. So if the coordinator's not making the emphasis or making it the point of emphasis you want, I'm sure that's what McDermott's thinking. Hey, we're going to find somebody that we'll figure a way out to maybe not try to push the ball down the field or do something a little different. And we'll stay in games and win games that way.
2: Turnovers are one thing, penalties are one thing, losing's one thing. And then you have this compounding the issue. Stefan Diggs' his brother, Trayvon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys, he tweets last night, man, 14 got to get up out of there, referring to his brother. Now, maybe that's just one tweet in the heat of the moment, but then he comes back this morning with, quote, Let's not forget he didn't start going off till bro got there. Talking about Allen and Diggs, Allen not going off until his brother got there to help him. I mean, how would you view this situation right now? That this isn't the first time Trayvon Diggs has been tweeting on behalf of his brother.
3: Oh no, it's calculated. I mean, listen, his brother, not only his brother a stud, he's a you know he's an NFL star, right? So he knows every tweet he puts out is going to be picked up and emphasized, and uh, you know they're they're guaranteed they talk all the time and and. um, but man, this this was all you know. This was all charted, you know, well into the end of last season through the preseason, and you know you saw it last night, or I saw it. I mean, I remember the first. I think it was the I think it was the Kincaid on one of the early third downs that it hits his hands and he drops it. And I mean, if, if looks could have killed the way that uh, Diggs looked at him and then looked back at Josh Allen, you could tell, man, he's like, hey, you know, why am I not getting why am I not getting targets? And I think he was. Maybe maybe third on the team last night in targets with five and only had three receptions. You know, here's a guy that I think for the first six weeks was leading the league in in uh, in receptions. So the frustration is going to be at a high. Uh, you can feel it, man. You can feel the pressure that is starting to mount on this football team with the injuries on defense, and you know you, you're you're asking you're asking a guy to to carry the team, and the best guy you, you're throwing it to is not getting touches. It's going to get frosty, and uh, and that's what it's doing right now.
0: <laughs> Jeff, Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst joining us. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Jeff, just on Allen, when is this just this is who he is? Because it happened under Dable, and it happened under Dorsey, and – Now, like when you have 94 turnovers since you came into the league, that's an alarming number and a trend that has not changed in any way. When is this? This is just Josh Allen.
3: Yeah, that was what was interesting for me for Dorsey to get fired today, right? As you're thinking, man, like this, it's not like that. I mean, they were winning games, but their defense was also, you know, under Leslie Frazier, I think from 17 to 22, they were number one in defense efficiency. And I think they're 16 now. Um, under McDermott, and obviously some of that's got to do with some injuries, but ultimately um, yeah, I was shocked. I mean, you know, it's not like Josh Allen has all of a sudden become something that we didn't know he was. I mean, he starts the season out throwing turnovers, and, and like, again, he's one of those guys, man, that you kind of go with the highs and the lows. Um, I, I think somebody on Get Up This Morning likened him to, like, to Brett Favre, right, is that you know he's one of the greatest and he's talented, but it's, it's you know, should you be winning more? And so I think when you look at where McDermott is, um, you know their team has not gotten to the places that they thought they were going to get to, and uh, I'm sure he's feeling the pressure of, of what's happening. And you heard the boos from the crowd. I mean that was that was alarming to me. And it was funny I was I was uh, I was watching the show Joe that you were on yesterday, and you talked about Denver and how they had gotten so much better over you know the last two or three weeks, and that they better they better be careful of of what this team is capable of doing defensively and don't overlook them. And first play of the game, it's a turnover, right? And then third, you know, they're driving the ball down, and and it's not Allen's fault, but it hits the receiver's hands. It's interception off of Gabe Davis's hands. And next thing you know, you're in this fight with this team that you never thought you'd be in with, Um, and and it it just mounted up on them. And again, the the 12 men at the end – I just think that's a cherry on top of just the dysfunction that's going on right now in Buffalo.
2: Jeff Saturday, man of fine taste, watching <laughs> Joe Fortinball on ESPN Bet you, Live. Jeff, you days. just made this show so
0: much longer today with that comment. That's, so much that's longer. That's your perspective, pal.
2: <laughs> I, I, this show is flying by for me when guys like Saturday are coming on talking about what they like to watch. Ringing endorsement right there. Uh, but back yes, to the sir. questions at hand. So Buffalo this year, five and five wins against the Raiders, the Commanders, good one against Miami, but then the Giants and the Buccaneers, not exactly the who's who the rest of the season. They've got New York as in the Jets, Philly, Kansas City, Dallas, the Chargers and Miami coming up. It's probably not going to get a whole lot better. How is the organization going to perceive Sean McDermott if they get to the finish line, miss the playoffs, and this thing continues on the trajectory it's currently trending towards?
3: Yeah, it's ugly, right? And especially when your top receiver is is uh is going to be voicing his opinion, which we know he will at some point. And so now you're talking about losing the locker room or having issues in the locker room. Uh, that, that's never a good sign. And and so I would tell you, I mean, McDermott, as has, I think he's made the, the playoffs all but one year. I'm pretty sure maybe, uh, yeah, I think that's about right. But um, somebody said, you know, of, of the coaches that came in that year, Shanahan's gone to the Super Bowl, um, and and uh, McVay won a Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, when you're talking about these, these, you know, coaches that have this length of tenure, production matters. And, and uh, you know, is he getting you – if you're the Bills fans, is he getting you where you want to get to? Because, like I said, the booze. I, I just didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to happen that quickly. And the Bills mafia, man, Bills fans. I played in the AFC East early in my career. This is some of the best fans in the NFL. Period, man. They are they are unreal, and they they love their team. They love their squad, and they know they know ball. And so if if they're giving you that, this isn't like they're just flippant. This is uh, this is they're feeling something that's not right, and and they're, they're voicing their opinions as well.
0: Jeff, great stuff, man. Appreciate it.
3: Well, I love you, fellas. Have a great one.
0: You too. Jeff Saturday, ESPN. Probably
2: loves me a little bit more than oh, you. Oh, clearly.
0: Clearly. He's still trying to figure out who I am exactly. Which, oh, oh, that guy—that's the, Oh, the guy who used to show up here when Greeny, you know, was taking the day off from radio or something. What show?
2: Yeah. The Joe Fortenball show with that other guy. Right. That—that's that, when you're talking about. That's yeah, exactly. I'll come on for Joe. Love watching Joe. Fantastic it, talent.
0: Can't get enough of Joe. God, he knows his football too. <laughs> Holy crap! Blown away by that comment about the Denver defense. <laughs> And look at what happened. ESPN Bet launches this afternoon, Joe. We've got one every second. Today
1: is the launch of ESPN Bet. Are you ready? I'm ready. So it's wager time. Big
0: business, cash money.
1: On Carlin versus Joe.
0: And the handman is up. Oh, this is a handman selection. It's That's a handman right. special.
3: Okay, what do we got? You got myself calling myself handman. Yeah. Um, it's Hanneman, but you know. It is what it is. All right.
2: Handman in the real world, Handman here.
3: There you go. Alter ego. (laughs) Let's hope Handman gets it right here, huh? What do we got? All right. I'm going to go to the NBA here. Uh, We got the in-season tournament. So, Timberwolves at Golden State. They actually played the other night in a uh, non-league gameplay, and the Timberwolves won. They're on a roll right now, and I actually really like this Minnesota Timberwolves team. I think the Warriors... I don't know. They're getting up there in age. I don't think they're the same Warriors team. I'm going Timberwolves plus one and a half tonight at Golden State.
2: Big move for the hand man. That matchup on Sunday was Warriors minus three because they didn't look good. You're getting them at a discount now in the rematch at minus one, one and a half. Warriors couldn't shoot to save their life in that game. You better hope there's no positive regression there, buddy boy. Look, I watched that game. The I've Timber- researched that game as well. The Timberwolves were, look, like, they're, they're a really good team. T Bulls are great to see. They're share. one of two teams to beat the defending champs. Anthony well. Edwards, very close to getting himself into that MVP conversation.
0: Handman would make this bet. The Hannahman, he would not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN radio. So are the Bills a contender or a pretender?
1: This is the Carlin versus Joe
2: podcast on ESPN radio. Today is the launch of
1: ESPN Bet. Are you ready? I'm ready. So it's wager time.
0: Big business, cash money.
1: On Carlin versus Joe.
0: Ah, uh, it is time for Evan Wilner's selection. We've got one every segment today with the launch of ESPN Bet in 17 states. Very, very exciting day. Evan Wilner, what do you got?
2: All right, so NHL doubleheader tonight on ESPN Plus and Hulu at 8 p.m. Anaheim is at Nashville. The Ducks have five comeback wins this season, all five in the third period. The Nashville Predators are being outscored 16-9 to 9 in the third period. That's tied for the worst uh, the fifth worst goal differential in the third period in the NHL. So I'm taking Ducks versus Predators plus 230 that the third period will be the highest scoring of the three periods. Oh, look at you.
0: Wow. Look at you. First of all picking games that are you know on the company networks love it look at you company man i
2: got the second leg of the doubleheader coming up in an hour don't worry
0: of course
2: i love the creativity of digging deep we haven't yeah. given out a bet like that on the show i think we've done some ho- very few hockey plays but to go deep with something like that very much appreciate the creativity and the ingenuity espn and bet launching today 17 states get on board yep Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive
0: Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit progressive.com. Here we are after week 10, and we got to ask the questions Are you a contender or are you a pretender? So let's get into it. The Cleveland Browns. Joe, Let are me jump in a-
2: real quick. How are we defining contender-pretender? Contender for what? Super Bowl, playoff spot? Joseph, this is where cont- it always gets messy. A contender to go to the AFC Championship game. Ah, very specific. The AFC Championship game. Okay, continue as, as you were.
1: The Cleveland Browns. Go.
2: Number four. <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland Browns, yes, contender. Absolutely. The defense is there. The coaching is there. They've got skill players on offense. They've got a solid offensive line. Mine. Watson's performance in the second half of that game against Baltimore. Mwah, chef's kiss. That's what I was betting on before the season started when I liked the Browns. Can we see it throughout the course of the year? I'm betting it will continue to be erratic, but they are absolutely good enough to be a contender to make it to the AFC championship game.
1: Number 10.
2: Of course. <laughs> Listen, they absolutely are a
0: contender. Joe, I love elite units. The Cleveland Browns have an elite unit. And, <laughs> Dear God, Miles Garrett is so freaking good. That, in and of itself, may not have been enough to carry them earlier, but now that that offense is coming around a little bit more with Watson, he's starting to look, you know, serviceable, I absolutely believe that they are a contender. The
1: Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Joseph, I am really really annoyed with my Jacksonville Jaguars getting their doors blown off the other day by the San Francisco 49ers. That reeks of pretender. I told you before the season, I thought they're going to the AFC Championship game, but a couple of these losses, and I know it's the 49ers, I get it, but you can't lose 34-3 to to them at home. Like, what is your defense? Is it a defense? What is it? I don't even know. And then Trevor Lawrence has got to elevate his game at some point. That's where I get annoyed, Joe, when he doesn't elevate quite as much as he needs to for the guy that we
2: expect him to be. If there's one thing Carlin versus Joe wants to see on a regular basis in all sports, it's your ability to elevate. If you can't elevate, get the hell out of here because that's the only thing we're looking for. That and lunch as we're starting to get hungry Mm. around these parts. Now, to your point on Jacksonville, They continue to trend in the right direction, all right? I think Doug Peterson has done a very good job with this team. Each year, every month, they continue to get better. This is what you want to see for a franchise with a young quarterback. But the one thing that I'm starting to notice about them, and it's going to be something they have to fix at some point, they lack physicality. Houston, head coach D'Amico Ryans, former linebacker, was in San Francisco prior to taking the Houston job. When they came to Jacksonville earlier in the season, They punch the Jaguars in the mouth and beat them up on both sides of the ball. Okay, that's one game. But here you go off your bye week. San Francisco comes into your house, a notoriously physical football team, and they kick the tar out of you on both sides of the ball. It's two games, but it is something to watch with the Jags moving forward. They have been out physical and out-muscled in some of these losses.
1: The Buffalo Bills.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. Go ahead. I mean, I don't, I don't think we need to rub the salt in the wounds of people like Christine Lisi, my beautiful Whoa. wife Nikki, who's a Buffalo Bills mafia card-carrying member. I just, no. When you look at the remaining schedule, too many tough games on there. And quite frankly, they haven't even beaten anybody this year, Carlin. Outside of that Miami game, they're beating teams like the Raiders, the Patriots, the Commanders, I think. it's They, they haven't really beaten anybody. They. It could be a lot worse for them this year.
0: I, I couldn't agree more with what Jeff Saturday said. Their fans are close maybe personal the best. friend Jeff Saturday. Exactly, uh, Joe Fortenbaugh, stand Jeff Saturday. Uh, I would simply say that those fans deserve better than what they're getting right now, and I take no joy in this. Unfortunately, I've been right about it. I I take joy in that, but honestly, I don't want this to be the case for Buffalo. Okay, one more
1: Denver Broncos.
0: Joe, they are a pretender still. They're not a contender quite yet. They have to show me more. Show me more. They've won three in a row. They could do some things with the way their schedule shapes up, but I've been impressed with the fact they beat the Packers, the Chiefs, and then the Bills on the road last night.
2: They are getting better and better as the year wears on. They're getting better at quarterback. They're getting better on offense. They're getting better on defense, and they're playing like a team. They're coming together. They deserve a lot of credit considering all the heat they took early in the season, but they are not a contender for the AFC Championship game.
0: Number three. No, they are not. (laughs) No, they are not. And we have more of those to get into throughout the course of the week. But i tell you what, there are major questions around the AFC right now.
1: This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.